This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You're every Wednesday, except when it's not. Livecast brought yeah. to you by all of us here at FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the year. Uh, I'm your host, Recius. With me is the Salty Banana. And uh, we're broadcasting a day late, but not a dollar short. And that's because we were at the Las Vegas Open 2019. Woo-woo. Right. And uh, we just got back. Uh, we're all still really tired and uh, kind of still riding high off of the event. It was very successful and it was really exciting. And if you hear some crazy apocalyptic noises in the background, that's because there's a monster storm covering much of the Western United States. And it has been just raining cats and dogs. The wind has been howling yeah. for a day now, like 24 hours. And uh, it's a little loud in here, so you might be picking that up. Uh, not much we can do about it if you yeah. do. And the planes are taking off a lot lower than usual, too. Yeah. So you're going to hear that. We're in the flight path of the of the airport, but normally by the time they get to our building, um, you can't hear it. But today we are definitely hearing it. Although it is pretty cool to see them fly through the, the clouds because it swirls them as they go mm-hmm. through. It's kind of neat. I'm surprised they're taking off. I mean, people got places to go. It's, it's true. The storm isn't that crazy, and it's not, like, too cold, so I don't imagine it interferes with flying too much. But uh, at any rate, uh, wow, LVO 2019 came and went. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, the show went extremely well. Yep. Uh, considering that we how much we grew, um, it's pretty. I'm pretty impressed with the team that uh, we were able to pull it off and uh, with very, very minor issues for administrative, from the administrative perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it went off pretty much without a hitch. Um, we were, the 40K champs was like a little late on day one because one of the servers went down um, uh, and it, there was a slight delay as the backup server came online. But then that was it. After that, it was flawless. Um, we had more vendors than we've ever had mm-hmm. and uh, everyone was, was very pleased. Almost every event grew considerably. Mm-hmm. There was only a handful of events that uh, that did not weren't like just basically begging for more space, and uh, it, it was just it was really really successful. And before we go into it too much, I did want to take the opportunity to say thank you to everybody that helped make it happen. Um, obviously, the frontline gaming staff does the majority of the work. Um, it's our job, and I want to say thank you to everybody who worked so hard. Uh, Mariana, Hunter, Pablo. Jason, um, uh, Pascal, Frankie, my, myself, all the people that really just put in the majority of the, the, the time and energy and effort into making it happen, but also to all of the selfless volunteers that came and gave of their time for often nothing more than a slice of pizza and a couple of bad jokes. Mm-hmm. And we really couldn't do it without the help that we get from everybody who's willing to just contribute to their community effort. Uh, we think this is a sincere thank you. Uh, we had a bunch of people, both Alex's. We got a new Alex now on the team, mm-hmm. who is an Olympian bobsledder, which is pretty, Whoa. pretty cool. Jamaican, Canadian. Oh, yeah, which eh. is kind of more fitting, right? Yeah, uh, tremendously helpful. Not as impressive though. Tre- <laughs> right, uh, tremendously helpful. Uh, Alex and Shelby, um, Frankie's. Uh, I mean, all of our families. Frankie's mom. Frankie's mom, who like runs registration, essentially. With My an sister. Iron fist, yeah. Yeah, Sharon is not a woman to be trifled with. Yeah. Like not even in the slightest. No. She's ne- she's Nevada country girl now. Yeah, like she's no, fits. yeah yeah. Uh, uh, my sister who helps run the social events. Uh, she she had a blast. Um, uh, Eddie Frankie's brother who was helping us with the warehouse and uh, did a lot. He he made a lot of the terrain and the trays that you see mm-hmm. um, that sold out instantaneously. We should have made more of them. Yeah, but uh, it was great. So many people came and helped the GW staff. There was like twelve of them there. Uh, and we we couldn't have done it without all of you to to all the tos that ran events, you know, be a war machine, infinity, uh, Malifaux, people that took time out of their lives to come and run a really just a great event. Bill with the 30k crew, yeah. um, the, of course the 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 judging staff for the 40k event who works all year long. It's Scott Reed who's the head of the Age of Sigmar 
group who works so hard and he's so selfless and he's always willing to come and help out. So uh, thank you. Thank you to everybody. I could go on and on, but you know, yeah. it's like the, the it's like the, the Oscars when someone won't yeah, get off the stage. You know, wrap like, it up. Give them the hook. Mar Mariana, where's the hook? It's it's just there's so many people that help make it happen. Mm -hmm. It would be disingenuous not to take the chance to say thank right. you to everybody. And also so, the close to three thousand attendees yeah. that came out and because without you we literally could not do it. So yep. people that take time away from their families, their jobs, they spend the money mm -hmm. to come. Um, you're basically hiring us to make sure you have a good time. And uh, thank you so much for, for, for taking that opportunity to come out. And all the feedback we've been getting so far has been like extremely, extremely positive. Yeah. Right. Any criticisms we've got have been relatively minor. Mm -hmm. um, and then this year, it's really, it's really, really become an international event. Yeah. Um, we had a bunch of guys from Ireland and Irish people are always so much fun. Yeah. They're having a great time. Um, we had quite a few contingents from uh, the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we had a UK player in the finals of the, the um, 40K champs. It's extremely exciting. And we'll talk about that later. Um, we had uh, a bunch of uh, Australians. I was a little disappointed in the Australians, to be honest. Nobody beat you up. No, I was, I was, I was expecting impressed. it. Yeah. Every night when I was going back to my room, it's like midnight. I was like, all right, yeah. now's your chance. You were just waiting for no, a, a, I was alone. a boomerang from, yeah. from, from out of nowhere. They couldn't get me. I'd hear it coming. <laughs> I'd kick it. I'd kick it back at them. <laughs> you roundhouse it back yeah, at them. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, they missed their opportunity, so sorry. Although the, the one Australian that I thought was actually going to take a shot at you was the gentleman's wife. Mm. But then she, at the last minute, she's like, I'm joking. But I, I, was, I could feel your fear. She could have tried I it. I could feel your fear. <laughs> uh, the Aussies are always good Next sports. Time. And we're really thankful that they make the trip from literally halfway around the world. They had a really good time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had quite a few people from... Uh, we had uh, Mexico. Yeah, we there had, was a Those huge... guys were so excited. It was like... That so... was incredible. Like, they, they came from... Um, uh, I think they were from Guadalajara, mm -hmm. but they were like, there's like 20 people that play Warhammer I know. in they, our community. They were overwhelmed. They it was were, too much. so much yeah. fun. Yeah. And one of them got to play on stream and his army was gorgeous. He had the giant super yeah. Sigmar dragon and he was like floored. There were people there from um, China or... Yeah, from yeah, Asia. Yeah. So that was pretty cool too. We're starting to see a real international presence, which is nice. Yeah. A lot of... Uh, obviously, there's, there's, we always get a lot of uh, Scandinavian country. Don't forget... The uh, who are the Danes? Yep, they came out and they gave me salty bananas, <laughs> yeah. which are disgusting. They're really bad. You guys are awful, just like country. you. That's true. <laughs> you know what? That makes sense. But yeah, there's there was uh, people from, from Germany and, and uh, Norway and Sweden, and it's just it's so cool to see everybody. And the, the community is really, really becoming international, uh, especially now that we've got everybody kind of working together, you know, like a lot of the ETC contingent, you know, the, the most of the United States, Australia, everyone's talking to each other and it's only made things better. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see that trend continue. Uh, yeah, it was just cool. It's cool to see how many people yeah. are excited about it. And like now, you know, we've got people going out to other countries and mm -hmm. it's just fun. It's fun to see the community become so international. Yeah. But before we uh, uh, kind of gush a little bit more on that topic, why don't we discuss the Las Vegas Open 2019 Warhammer preview. Very exciting. Uh, GW's made it a tradition to come to uh, these kind of like super majors. Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that, that um, you know, economically it's viable for them to go to and, and, and do these things. And then they, they talk about a lot of what's to come in the next, uh, you know, three, four, five, six month period of time. And at the uh, LVO, I actually missed it because I was still helping set up yeah. the uh, hall. So I always end up reading about it on the Warhammer community page, which you can too. But let's talk about some of the cool stuff that they previewed. Uh, first of which is uh, they were saying in, in 2019, there'll be new battle tomes for every Grand Alliance for Age of Sigmar. And um, you probably take this as a little bit of a preview. They show uh, pictures of four armies. And uh, I'd be willing to bet those are the four armies that we're going to get, although I don't know. Another Stormcast Eternals, huh? What Whatever. is that, number six? Well, who cares? <laughs> Stormcast is super popular. The models yeah. are badass. But then there's Vampires. Right. I don't know what kind of chaos that is. Something. Something. And then uh, uh, Ogre, yeah. which the Ogres is the one that's exciting to me, and Vampires would be really cool too. Um, mm -hmm. So that's really cool. And the one that they specifically plugged was the new Blades of uh, Blades of Corn. Yeah. Uh, Battle Tome that's on the way. And, you know, Age of Sigmar has really matured a lot in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And some of these books have been done not that long ago, but it's for the better that they're getting updated because a lot of them – didn't really, they, they didn't. I thought Blades of Corn was one of the new ones that had all the new stuff. Ish, ish. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm sure there's people that are going to be disappointed, like, oh, why didn't they do something different? But yeah. 
there's a lot of people who've already invested in blades of corn and this is giving an update um we'll see how it goes but it's going right. to be in the style of the new battle tomes right which uh we just got our preview copies of skaven and um uh, flesh eater quartz mm -hmm. and it there it's really cool this see, is exactly the way i wanted that makes sense to me yeah like some of these other ones like blades of corn like i feel like we just got that and stormcast journals if that comes out i feel like we just got that well it'll be yeah. something new i would imagine yeah. some new like kind the of the good thing is the books aren't that expensive like yeah. the age of sigmar rule books are like 30 bucks yeah know, it's so. just and they're full of amazing art and right. cool backstory so it's not horrible and you usually get new miniatures but I, man, I just, there's so many factions i want to see <laughs> You know, I'm, that's self, I'm coming from a selfish place on that. No, yeah, I mean, me too. Yeah. Um, but they do preview one of the new uh, Bloodletter Herald. No, no, that's that's actually uh, a re-sculpt. It's, you know, it's a Skull Taker. Oh, that's a new Skull Taker. Yep. That's gorgeous. So it's an actual, like, we're seeing a lot of new models replacing old ones, which is really exciting. He was uh, fine cast, so it makes he sense. He was, and he was a bit smaller yeah. because of the old scale. So this one, I assume, will be more appropriate for Age of Sigmar and, and 40K. They also showed off some of the new uh, Endless Spells. For, uh, well, they're not spells. Oh, right. Prayers, right? Yeah. Or, or you can't, I don't know. It's Whatever. corn. It's corn. They can't corn be spells. doesn't like magic. No. But uh, the English, blood, the English spells, spells. Uh, have, have turned out to be really popular in Age of Sigmar, and they have a really strong impact on the meta. So uh, it's going to be cool to see what the Blades of Corn get. And they're getting updated. It looks really good. Uh, moving on to the 40K side of things, really exciting. Shadow Spear is a new expansion coming out for the game. And one of some of the things that they previewed that are coming out are absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. The sculpts are ridiculous. The first one up here is the new Obliterator, and he's just a big old hunk of, hunk of... It's Bane. It is. It's like Bane, but the aesthetic yeah. is very similar to the Hellbrute, right? Like the new Hellbrute. Right. So we're seeing that Chaos is kind of get, getting like a, an updated look, right? Like a consistent look throughout mm -hmm. the models. And I mean, the, the new Obliterator is amazing. I actually had a chance to see it in real life. Right. He's huge. He's huge. Well, like, the good thing is it's it's obviously a Centurion-ish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like and a so, Chaos Centurion. Right. And so that now that makes sense where they come from, right? It's yep. it's, a, it's a Chaos Warp Tainted Obliterator. So or a uh, um, Centurion. So there we go. So now they're they're more they're not actually Centurions, but they're like the equivalent right. of right. Like they're the size of, and I mean, it looks incredible, right? Like the old Obliterator model is ancient. It's old and it's small. Yeah. It's small. It's about the size of a Terminator, maybe yeah. less. It was big then. In the it's a little day. bigger than a Terminator. I think, you know, the modern plastic ones is about the same. Yeah. But this guy is just a big old beefcake. Yeah. Uh, looks amazing. Uh, some of the other uh, models that they talked about, and like they preview in here, mm -hmm. there's more stuff coming than they even have showed. Right. And everything in this box is a brand new sculpt. Yep. So it's really exciting stuff. Um, the new Chaos Space Marines, which we saw in Black Stone Fortress. Yeah. These are the news so good. Yeah, we've been waiting so long for these. Yep, yep. And they said that they they actually said that they're the size of the new Plague Marines, which is just about the size of the Primaris Marine. Right. Yeah. And the 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 look is so much has been updated so much. You know, yeah. they got the three guys here that you can see with uh, you know chain axes, all kinds of fun stuff, and the armies the armor is very baroque. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks really similar to the. Um, starter kit we got for seventh edition yep. when you had the, the chaos space screens it looked way more chaotic and demonic so i think it's great can't wait to get some for myself but the next one hands down my favorite the master of summoning which they talked about uh, it's a totally new character mm -hmm. uh, haven't seen anything like it in the little preview text they let you know that he's very good at obviously summoning yep. and then like kind of uh, influencing uh, summoned units and then uh, debuffing your opponent mm -hmm. so Beyond the fact that that's just cool. It's probably the coolest model I think they've ever it's made. Beyond. It's like awesome. I, I don't play Chaos. I'm buying that model. It's the most metal model it is really I've ever cool. seen, man. Like, he should be on the cover of like a Slayer album or something yeah. like that. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, some of the other models that we previewed, it's a, there's a new brand new demon engine. They called it the, the Venom Spawn, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Looks like a spider. Yeah. And there was in the preview text, um, they let it be known that he's sort of. Um, he influences other summoned units, makes it easier to summon because he's uh, so possessed that he kind of like blurs reality. Mm -hmm. So very cool. Um, I like the model a lot, mostly because I don't like spiders, so it's yeah. kind of creepy. Uh, and then they also talk about some of the new Vanguard Space Marines, which are going to be in the book. Mm -hmm. um, they're really similar to Reavers. These are like, you know. But they're like the advanced elements. Like the scouts, basically, for the Premier Springs. They're like, yeah, yeah that's exactly right. And uh, they show off the new librarian, and he has all of his powers are about stealth, 
Right. And, uh, you know, going undetected. Did you see somebody photoshopped him with a little trilby hat? <laughs> oh, like he's like. Yeah, he's like Milady. Yeah. Oh, perfect. That's great. <laughs> it the was best, really good. The best yeah. one was Sanguinius skateboarding, though. That was the yeah. best thing I've ever seen. Doing some gnarly surfing. trick. Yeah. Um, it yeah, this, cool. this is an incredible, it's an incredible model. And I'm excited to see how people react to these new Marines because uh, like in the little preview text, they're like, you know, these guys fight dirty. Yeah. They're black ops. Right. And then you can see some of the like primary snipers that look super badass. They do. Um, and there's, there's a lot. Like this is just kind of like the, the tip of the spear, so to speak. And um, it's going to be cool because if you like primary space Marines, if you like space Marines, um, this is going to give you an entirely new way to play them. Right. Uh, and, and, and in my opinion, I think they're pretty good. It just gives Primaris you know? players like more, more options. options. And yeah, which we're seeing more and more come out, you know, every couple of months, which is great. You can really fill your forces out. Right. And we haven't, and again, they, they said there's more in this box set for both sides that they have not even previewed yet. And every single thing in it is a new sculpt. Right. Uh, and then finally, we have another preview of some Sisters of Battle stuff. Nice. Um, Really cool. Yeah, it's the, uh, if I remember correctly, it's the new Image of Fire. Mm -hmm. But um, really cool. I mean, Plastic Sisters has been something people have been asking for forever. Uh, very excited to see the community reaction to that. And we must be getting close. We keep showing stuff off. Mm -hmm. uh, they also talked about an entirely new way to play Age of Sigmar, Warcry. Mm -hmm. And uh, from what we gathered, it's going to be very similar to Kill Team. Right. They haven't said anything official yet. Yep. So, and that we're guessing on that, right? Um, Except for they have that video where it's just like the dramatic music and at the end it's just war cry. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting though because it's definitely emphasizing like insanity and chaos. It's supposed to be very yeah. dark. Um, you know, I've heard people saying, making comparisons to it to like other games out there that are in that kind of vein. Like, mm -hmm. It's going to be a very dark and gritty setting. So Very cool. We'll, we'll see. This is, I mean, Kill Team has been fantastic for the hobby and for Age of Sigmar, if, if this is a Kill Team based game, um, or something like that, where you just have to put together a small warband. It's such an easy way to get in. Well, the models are so beautiful. Yeah. It will definitely be an easy on-ramp into the game. Yes. Um, and it's just fun. Like, sometimes I look at another faction, and I'm like, man, I'd love to get, like, yeah. a unit of ogre ogres and right. paint them up, but I may not want to do a whole army. Yeah, or I want to do, like, a free people's thing, which is knights. Right. You know, that would look really Jimmy cool. Jimmy knights and yeah. something like that. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but that's exciting. And then uh, they did preview another Shadespire warband that's coming out based off Sylvaneth. Um, looks very cool. I cannot remember the name of this unit off the top of my head. It's I've the, uh, yeah. they're called, they're not the Spites, they're the other one that comes in the kit. The Revenants? Re that's it, the Tree Revenants. And uh, it's a whole warband of them. Yeah. They look amazing. So the only thing, the only downside for me is if this is the replacement to Wood Elves, which it definitely looks like it is. Yeah. It kind of bums me out because Wood Elves is my favorite faction. And I'd like to see some elves in like cloaks running through the woods with bows, mm -hmm. but hey, yeah. hey. What are you going to do? At least you're not a Bretonian player. Not mine. Too soon. <laughs> that cut deep, dude. That cut deep. Uh, so that was what we got in the preview. Obviously, it's very exciting. Oh, and then, of course, how could I forget? They hinted pretty heavily in a very funny way mm -hmm. that there's a new Primaris lieutenant on the way. Have you seen the video? And, and then they basically show Abaddon. They show, it's just the, the camera angles are too fast. Um, we think it's Abaddon. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, we're cleaning, but, um, machine's cleaning itself. It was hilarious the way that they did it. They're like they the Primaris yeah. Lieutenant you've been waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's 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 funny that they're taking the jokes too. Yeah. They obviously hear the jokes and you know, I'm sure in her office they talk about the big joke about how oh it's another Primaris Lieutenant, because there was a long several months of Primaris Lieutenants that were released. Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 I think we can all pretty much come to the conclusion that that was most likely Abaddon since they've been saying he's on the way. Well, they show, I mean, they, they actually show the model. It's just that the way that they did it, it's hard to, you would have to super slow it down and freeze the frame. Well, you didn't get the whole model. You no. just got like Drachnan, the sword. Yeah. We, we think. So we'll have to wait and it see. It looks big though. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. I would not be can. surprised if he's like Marnius Calgar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but well, I mean, I mean wow. we'll see. What a amazing model. All these new replacement models, it's like you get so used to these old ones for so long and then the new ones come out and you're like, Oh, it's crazy, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. So when we wanted to talk about some of the highlights from the Las Vegas Open 2019. Obviously, the event's too big to kind of go through everything, but we wanted to touch on some of the highlights to be most pertinent to the people listening to our podcast, which, you know, a lot of you may have a passing interest in some of the other stuff, but maybe yeah. that's not what you're tuned in for. And we'll have more uh, after-action reports, more pictures, all that stuff. Um, 
everyone's still just going home and getting, you know, back to their normal life and, you know, sending us pictures and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So we want to touch on some of the, the, the highlights. Uh, the, the LVO 2019 Age of Sigmar uh, Champs game was, was awesome. We had a really good turnout. Uh, the event as a whole, the Las Vegas Open as a whole, grew just about 40% in one year, which is... Wow. It's insane, right? Like, it's absolutely insane. And that number is reflected in not only overall attendance, but also in a lot of the actual events. Right. Uh, so the Age of Sigmar uh, Championships... Last year, we had just about 100. Uh, I think we had like 98 show up to play. This year, we had 160 registered, but then we had 130 show up. So it was, it was like actually re relatively high attrition, which is more than normal. Um, yeah, but they, they only had like two drops or something like that. Well, there, there was just a bunch of no-shows. No, but from the first day to the yep. second day, which yep. is extremely unusual yep. in Vegas, especially because, you know, Vegas nightlife can be, fun, can be pretty, uh, pretty wild, so. And the cool thing is, too, is that this year, due to popular demand... Just a bunch of nerds playing Age of Sigmar, apparently. It was a blast, right? <laughs> but we changed our format for the Age of Sigmar champs to to, uh, to mimic the, the, what we do with the 40K champs, right? Yeah. So there's, uh, instead of six games, it's five games, three on Friday, two on Saturday. It's kind of a traditional GT format. And then the top eight go on to play in a single elimination uh, finals on Sunday. It's very yeah. exciting. That's kind of like one of the signature things we do with 40K. People really like it. And the, the Age of Sigmar uh, crowd really enjoyed it too. Because mm -hmm. the guys who come to play five games, have some fun, uh, they may not be interested in playing eight games, which I totally get. I don't really like playing that many games either, unless you're in an environment like this where it's very, uh, very competitive right. and fun. So uh, that was a big hit. And um, um, the survey for that's gonna go out. So. If you went to the event and you had anything that you think we could do better or change or whatever, keep your eye out for that survey that's going to be going out in your email, I think, today. But a huge congratulations to uh, Bill Souza. He won both the, uh, uh, the LVO AOS champs and the AOS ITC mm -hmm. champs. And he played Andrew Standiford, who won the LVO AOS championships the last two years in a row. Really exciting, you know, big showdown. And uh, it all came down to that game, which is really, that's what you want to see. Right. Right. So uh, big congrats to Bill. He's also captain of America's ETC team. And uh, that was very exciting. So uh, hats off to them. That yeah. was a ton of fun. Uh, and then on the uh, uh, 40K side of things, uh, it was, as I was saying at the event, you could not have scripted a better ending. Like right. it was so exciting. Uh, really just, it was electric. It was really fun. Yeah. Uh, what a blast. So we, we had uh, seven after refunds and, and, and ticket transfers and all that jazz. We had 740 registered and we had 670 show up the day of, which yeah. it's 10% attrition yeah. on the nose, right? It's almost exactly, uh, or it is exactly 10% attrition. So it's weird. I don't know, still don't know why or what happens, but um, for those of you who didn't, weren't able to show up, we're sorry you missed it. Yeah, you missed out. But uh, 670 is still ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like 60% growth or something like that over the year prior. I mean, it's insane how much it grew. And it was really exciting. And the, one of the things that made me the happiest, because if you've been listening to the show, um, you've been hearing us talk about how much of a bear it is to get all the train made. Yeah. And we got nothing but compliments yeah. about it. Um, I mean, every now and then there was a little critique, like this table could use a little bit more terrain or this table had too much terrain right. or whatever. But all in all, people were like, I can't believe how good, how good the terrain was. Yeah. Like, and that made me feel really good because that was a year of work yep. to get that done. It was not fun, uh, but it looked spectacular. When you walk in and you see every single table is fully themed, it was really good. Um, quite the spectacle just in general with that many people playing. And it went off relatively without a hitch. Um, came down to, we, we did have to play the qualifier round. Um, yeah. So there was because we had uh, we had more undefeated players than eight, so we didn't want anybody to get left in the dust. You know, they earned a chance at it. Top four went on auto qualified, um, and then the, the places five through twelve played a qualifier round. Could you have just looked at the points at that point? You could, but you it's, were undefeated, but you still didn't have enough points to move on. You could, but that's not fun, right? Like, right. it's that goes counter to our whole philosophy, right? right. We want an undefeated champion, right? Um, and then the guys who were there didn't, I'm sure no one wanted to play a fourth game in a day. That's grueling, yeah. but it gave them a chance to make the finals when otherwise they would not have. Right. 
because of the people that played in the qualifier round, uh, none of them were like, there was only like two of them that were undefeated. The rest of them had had a, a tie and one guy had a loss. Right. So they had no shot at all. So I'm sure they were just like, you know what? It's worth it. Yeah. It gives me a chance to make the top eight. Uh, if you want to read uh, an article on the top eight, Pablo posted one up on Frontline Gaming. So I won't dig into that too much. You can go check it out. <laughs> he talks about the players, the lists, and all that. And so after the qualifying round, um, we got down to it on Sunday. And it was extremely exciting. Yeah. Some really, really good matchups. And it all came down to uh, hometown hero, Brandon Grant. Yeah. Um, he was always a bridesmaid, never the bride. He's and won this time. a ton of events, but he's never, like, yeah. it's always been here where we are. Yeah. Uh, and then he was, it was uh, Brandon versus Alex Harrison of the UK. Alex has won the Las Vegas Open in the past. So uh, excellent player, uh, excellent player. And um, uh, his list, I, I won't dig in too much into the, the, the you know, right. nitty gritty of it. Because that's, we Other will in the coming weeks too. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it more in the coming weeks. We don't want to, because we could spend an hour talking about the game. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was an incredible game. But like, yeah. suffice it to say, going into it, it certainly seemed like Alex had the advantage. He had the right list to counter uh, Brandon. Brandon's list was kind of like, it's like the, you know, the list right now with Astro Militarum and a Castellan. Right. And Alex's list was like all flyers with uh, some, some scat pack jet bikes, uh, which is hilarious because I've been saying for a long time that uh, scat pack or the uh, Eldar jet bike is underrated. And uh, really, really interesting match. But uh, it came down literally to the last roll of the dice. And when, when Brandon did it, and he had to pass a morale check, and he did, mm-hmm. and then everyone was, it was like silence. Everyone was like, <gasps> right. and then the judge was like, yeah, he got it. Brandon wins. The crowd went bananas. People started chanting USA, USA, yeah. which I'm sure the UK guys didn't think that was too awesome. Yeah. But it was so exciting because like on the chat or on so the that's stream. Two. That's two against you guys. What's that? The guys in the UK. That's two times that we've kicked their ass. Oh, God. In the Revolutionary War. Right. So, uh, you know. It was it was so exciting because on the stream, it looked like Alex, because Ale- it looks like Alex was going to win. Yeah. And the stream was going crazy with, with people in the UK going like, we got it, lads. We're yeah. going to do it. And it was just, it was just such a cool, positive, right. like competitive, but friendly right. atmosphere. And then when Brandon won, he like jumped into the crowd. I've never seen him display that much emotion in my life. Yeah, his and, circuits went haywire. Oh yeah. yeah, Skynet was Skynet was malfunctioning mm-hmm. in a positive way. But the, uh, the, yeah, the, the the scientist that's controlling that was just like, calm down. Oh. Error, <laughs> error. Yeah. Uh, but it, like, I'm sure a lot of you've heard, uh, he's just a really good guy. Yeah. Like he's a really good person, and uh, he's a really good representative of the hobby. Mm-hmm. So I and you know he's personally he's our friend. So I, I was really. On a personal level, I was really pleased to see right. somebody like Brandon win. And it was still a close game. It was, it was, a it good, was one point. A good close game. <laughs> Alex, two, points, yeah. you know, whatever, say what you will, but he was on his best behavior for the event, Was acted extremely professional the whole time. Yep. And and don't think that he he wasn't, people weren't looking at it because yeah. he was under scrutiny the whole time he was there. Yes, he was. He And, and he acted fantastically. He did. Like, credit where it's due. Yeah. Um, you know, he's had some kind of a cloud following him around after the LGT with a lot of the controversy there. And we're not even going to go into that because that's not our event, mm-hmm. but he was getting watched like a hawk. And mm-hmm. the judge, I told the judges, I was like, and he know, still made it to the top table. He did. He beat Nick. So Nardavati, that, I mean, Steve that's Campaign. a testament to the guy's skill. Yeah. You know, he beat some all of the best pressure. players in the game. Mm-hmm. And, and so did Brandon. Brandon played Sean Naden. Yeah. And, um, well, Nick Nanavati lost himself when he took orcs. So that's another podcast <laughs> right there. Well, he only lost one game. So yeah. he did really well. But, uh, Suffice it to say, it was extremely exciting. Like, could not have asked for a better finish to the event, to the season. It all came down to that game. Whoever wins takes it all. Yeah, That's exactly the kind of drama you want to see. It was so exciting. Why don't we jump in chat, actually? I want to hear what uh, some of the other people have to say about it. Cause... What do you guys got to say? Yeah, what Connor, thanks. I can't wait to see your analysis uh, of all the stats. Uh, yeah, Connor, after the event, because we got all that data. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ty winning just blames me for whatever went wrong. Thank you. That's the way it usually goes. And I know you're joking. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that one guy, it looked like Alex had it, but then it's, there's a really good interview of Brandon on uh, best in faction where he explains exactly what his plan was and how like insanely prescient he was. He was like, I can't yeah. out. He's like, I can't outfight Alex's list. I have to 
not lose. Yeah. So his whole plan was to go for. And he um, didn't take first turn. Game. No, he 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 did. Yeah, which is amazing. I, sorry if you just I was reading the comments, but so. no, no, because everyone was like, "It's a first turn game. It's a first." And he's like, game. "Do you want to? Do you want to go first? Or what he's like, do you want to seize?" And Brian's like, "No, he'll go second. Everyone's like, because he was playing to go second. He, he playing, deployed yeah. to go second. The, the the players that are on that level, you know, Alex Harrison, Brandon Grant, Nick Nanavati, basically everyone in the top ten. It was top. I guess say twenty five percent of people. Yeah, they play the game so much ahead. It's not like me, right? Like I'll fully admit that I am a reactionary player. I deploy reactionary. I play reactionary. I think the majority of people do. They don't put as much time and effort into really getting down and understanding the game, how it's going to work. And he's one of those guys. And Frankie's the same way. You're on the same level, I would say, kind of. I'm but a little. I'm Frankie, a step. Frankie I'm a step is, behind those top guys. He's the now. same way. When I play Frankie, he is three or four moves of origins ahead of me from the start, and I it's I can't understand how they do it. But then, then he does things in a way that you yeah. know, like you planned that two turns ago. Yes, it's insane. And you listen to that interview of him because you really, th- those top guys, that's what they do, right? Like, like they just, it's like good chess players. They yeah. see how it's going to go. Yeah. And it, I, I personally fully admit I do not understand it. He, and he, the one of the main things about Brandon too is that he does not lose his cool. He never loses his composure. Mm-hmm. Like I, I sometimes famously lose my composure when. I feel like the the wheels are coming off the bus and he just does not. Mm-hmm. And he goes into it very analytically. And in the post interview, he's talking to GW. He's like, if I knew if I kept my knight until turn three, mm-hmm. I had it. And he did. He lost it on turn three. But that's the thing is it wasn't like, I hope my knight never dies. He goes, I know it's going to, but as long as I can get it for this many turns, mm-hmm. I, it will have done what I needed it to do to get me in place. Yeah. And then he took uh, ground control as a secondary, which is one of the least taken mm-hmm. secondaries. And in, re- in retrospect, you can tell that was photographing his intent. His intent was to establish board control and then just weather the storm. Yeah. And then chat, like you guys were saying, everyone watching the game thought he had lost the game with it by turn two, but he went and took out all the things that could challenge him on objectives. That was his number one priority. Yeah. And uh, and it paid off, man. Like his plan came to fruition. And like I said, on that last roll of the dice, it went bananas. It was so exciting. I uh, can't imagine a, a, a better way to end to end it. It was really good. Yeah. Wait, Tal got into the top eight? Yeah, William, a, William uh, Abelez. Dang it. I know Riccio did his best to foil. We wanted them to do so bad that Games Workshop's like, you know what? We're just going to scrap the line. Yeah. Throw all that stuff in the in the in the bin, as they say in the UK. Just throw it out in the Just rubbish. Bin it, mate. Yeah, get yeah. rid of it. Well, it's funny because uh, Mitch Mitch Pelham jumped in and helped us out with judging, which we really appreciate. He said, "Well, now that I'm in the inner circle, when do we start our plan to destroy Tau?" And I was like, oh, "We've been doing that for like two years. <laughs> just can't do it." Yeah, I those, think now players just hold on. I think everybody understands the joke at this yeah. point. Um, I hope so. Val Heffelfinger asked, uh, "How do we thought think the code of conduct impacted things?" I will say without hesitation, the code of conduct. It went well. Is the best thing we've done. Alex Fennel got a, a card. <laughs> yeah, he did. He mi- he misinterpreted a rule. Yeah. And he had a game that was not going super well, and he, yeah, he did. He get carded. He took it like a gentleman. Yeah. As one would expect. Um, we yeah, no one's safe. We issued. Thankfully, we only had to, we issued quite a few yellow cards. It's too bad we don't have a whistle that the judges do, and they just pull the card up. It should be like in Mexico when you get a shot, when the guy behind you is like, yeah, and then someone starts banging like a little drum. <laughs> and then everyone can start chanting shame. That would be amazing if we, that happened. Oh, yeah, that would be really good for business. Um, but uh, yeah, Connor, the castle and broke before Brandon did. Some of the memes that are popping out, like if like if Brandon defended Kadia, it wouldn't have fell. Right. <laughs> but you know, like normally. Someone, yeah, someone Photoshop Brandon in front of the Kadian flag. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so good. And normally I would uh, I would think that some of this is a bit silly, but he is such a good guy right. and he's put his dues in. He's paid his dues. So right. I'm happy to see him uh, enjoy the success that he has earned. But um, the code of conduct was great. Uh, we issued quite a few yellow cards. We and... really we really do need to get like a scoreboard or something up in that room. And when someone gets a yellow card, it's just announced to the hall and their name comes up. That's a bit much. No, no, no. Because most of it was most of it was for people not being familiar with the new system, which we knew. Yeah. We knew coming into it. But what I can say is that as soon as somebody got a yellow card, they straightened their shit up instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Like that put people on point. Especially, we had well, we had a couple of people where we gave them two, 
Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, here's two red, here's two yellow cards. You're one step away from a red. You do anything, you're out. And it, it totally, the, the rare sportsmanship issues that pop up, it smooshed them. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have to issue two red cards, unfortunately. You never want to. I was sincerely hoping we would get through the event without having to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get too much into it because both the guys, it was an, it was an on. It was a bad thing to do, but it was an honest mistake, right? And they're not bad guys. Both I'm actually friends with both of them, um, but the rules are the rules. And uh, they basically agreed to the outcome of the game without playing the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's explicitly disallowed in the pack. Mm-hmm. Collusion is, is, not, is not okay. It's not fair to everybody else. And uh, we did have to red card them both, and that ended their tournament, which really sucks because they were about to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. But those are the rules. And uh, to their credit, they both uh, took it like adults. Mm-hmm. And they went back, checked the rules, and they're like, we're in the wrong. We're really sorry. Yeah. And I was like, don't, you know, these things happen. I'm really sorry that your experience wasn't as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. But everyone else that w- it, it impacted them so were thankful. They were like, that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, so no need to go into that too much further. There was only one thing that I was made aware of during the 40 K event, but it had happened. It was brought up after the game had already concluded. So then it turned into a, he said, she said kind of thing. And it's like, if, if, and I was talking to the guys, I'm like, you needed to take care of that during the game when it's happening. Yes. You can't go back in time. Right. And I understand that like people don't want confrontation and they feel, but it's like, there's nothing what we can do once the game's over. The pairings are already reset for the next game. Like, you know, so again, that's just, I think that's just a cautionary tale again. And these two will probably know who, if they're listening, they'll know what they're talking about. Is if things are happening at the table, you need to stop playing and get a judge. Call a judge. Because there's nothing that's going to happen afterwards. We're no retroactive cards. We're not pulling scores, that yep. kind of stuff. Because you know? we don't go back even in time. Even if you're right, or even if, even yeah. if something did happen, you cannot go back in time and have somebody stand there and witness it. No. Nope. And that, that is what it is. So it's the responsibilities on the player to advocate for themselves. To, yeah, it's it's pouring rain right now. Oof. So you, you have to do that. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to take responsibility for yourself. It's not on the judge. It's not on anybody. It's not on your opponent. You have to take responsibility for yourself. We put these tools in place to make it very clear what's going to happen. But, you know, you have to take action. Mm-hmm. It, generally speaking, the long story short, the code of conduct is one of the best things we've done, period. Like... Yeah. It is absolutely going to make the game better. It's going to make it more fun. Uh, people that, that want to come to the event and uh, they're, they're concerned about someone being a jerk, you, you don't have to. Yeah. First of all, it almost never happened. But when it did, it got a ton of attention. Of course. And now the judges, and it makes the judge's life easier too. The judge just goes up like, you did this here, boom. You know. And if it's a red card, you're like, and you're out. And we yeah. all know this. We all know this coming into it. Makes it way easier. Right. Um, <clears throat> another comment I saw was... Uh, uh, the the chess clocks the chess clocks were amazing. Right? It was cool that we had the little the camera on the chess clock. Yeah, well, it adds another element yeah. to the game to make it exciting. I just I mean I didn't even know we were doing that. I was like because I'm so wrapped up in doing the vendors and all that kind of stuff. I I honestly don't even know who's playing or what's going on in the other in the 40k hall. So I walked by and I saw that somebody was watching on their laptop uh, from the other room. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool that you guys did that. You scroll up a little bit. Someone was asking a question. Yeah, no, the, uh, filming the chess clock. Yeah, is great. I don't know what they're talking about. It's the, not the, no, if you just scroll up a couple of comments, there was one that was asking about the card system. Or, oh, he, I think they were asking, to, does two yellow cards mean a red? But it's oh, three, right? Yeah, the way we did it, uh, especially the first year, because it's new and we mm-hmm. need to give people a chance to acclimate to it, is we thought it would be too harsh to go yellow-red because yeah. uh, a lot of the yellow cards, the majority of the yellow cards we gave were because of something like uh, your models weren't, painted uh, to the three color standard. Or it was like, we had one guy that like, he technically was three colors, but he wasn't in the spirit of the rule. Yeah. So we let him, we didn't pull his models off the table, but we yellow carded him. We had one guy whose model wasn't WYSIWYG, which to a lot of people out there, they're, that's, they're not used to that being enforced. Right. So it's like, we didn't want to jump straight from yellow to red because a lot of people, it wouldn't have been a fair punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did two yellows and then a red, three strikes you're out. It's kind of a mix of soccer and baseball. Um, and we feel like it was more fair uh, this year, right? But it's at the judge's discretion. If the judge yeah. feels like you did something that's not quite a red, but worse than a yellow, they'll just give you two. Right. Right. 
so the, ultimately the judge is, is the adjudicator of it, right? They're the ones who have the power to, to issue the card within the confines of the rules. Mm -hmm. So it worked great. The chess clocks were great. Um, most of the, the players brought them on their own. And then we had 50 available and people would just come and borrow them and then bring them back. And uh, we got them all back. So thank you. Um, but yeah, the chess clocks and the code of conduct are, are really the, the, those are the two best things we did to make competitive 40K more legitimate this in this last season. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Does anybody have any questions on that topic before we move along? Because I know that was kind of two of the biggest things that happened in this in this year. Yeah. Just smileys. I am the law. You have the judges. Oh, and oh, that's Salty John. What's up, John? Uh, the 40K judges did an amazing job. Had lots of compliments mm -hmm. from people um, saying that they did a good job of being tough and enforcing the rules, but also fair. Um, not trying to show any bias towards any particular player or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I really have to compliment them because I'm totally out of the, the loop now. When it, at, at the event, I'm basically just watching it like everybody else and uh, helping with administration. Like I have nothing to do mm -hmm. with running the 40K <clears throat> event anymore. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the loop. So they did a great job and I'm really proud of them. Yeah. Uh, let me see. So then there's people just asking questions about the code of conduct, mostly to the other players and judges. Um, and it's something that we'll all get used to and we'll refine it as we go. Right. Right. Uh, I can't read that stuff. Uh, but with all of the contracts of guys LGT, the, I can't, can you un, sorry guys, I'm trying to read it. We're, our TV is still packed up that we usually read show notes on. So we're trying to read it on a laptop and it's a little small. Yeah, uh, Shibrick 4082, I'm sorry, my, I can't really read it from that far away. We weren't out to make an example of anybody, right? Like that's not fair to someone who like flew across, in some play at times flew across the ocean mm -hmm. to come to an event that would have been counterproductive to just like screw that person over just to make a point. That's really unfair. So the way it works is that we don't go back in time and and retroactively apply any punishments to people everyone starts with a clean slate and if someone changes their behavior for the better then that's the best possible result mm -hmm. if someone continues to behave poorly they will suffer the consequences but wouldn't we all prefer to see people turn a new leaf yeah i mean that that's the best of all resolutions to somebody who has had sportsmanship issues right um yeah, most people people just talking to each other. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go check out that game, um, go watch it on Twitch on the, the uh, Games Workshop Twitch page. It was really, really, really exciting game. It was an amazing game. And speaking of which, uh, the Twitch, the 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 uh, if you want to watch any of the AOS, you can go see that on our Twitch stream. Which of those of you joining us right now are already on. So Frontline Gaming underscore TV. If you want to see the 40K streams, that's over at Games Workshop's channel. And I believe you have to be a subscriber. Yes. To watch the replays, but it's worth it. Like, yeah. there's some exciting games on there. Uh, and then the, I have to compliment the stream team. Mm -hmm. uh, Martin, Mariana, Frankie, and Jeff did an amazing job. I've heard nothing but compliments. Uh, huge thanks to Twitch. Uh, and, uh, and Jesse specifically helped get us on front page. Uh, there were times when we got up to 13,000 concurrent viewers, mm -hmm. which is crazy. That's insane for, for a tabletop. Like, that. that that's... To my knowledge, for, for what we're doing, that's, no one's ever come close to that. That's insane. And uh, as I understand it, there was about 100,000 unique viewers over the course of the event, which is also crazy. Yeah. Right? Like, we're really at a turning point. Like, things are starting to happen. More and more people are getting engaged and excited about it. And I think it's just a matter of time before we're doing some really, really exciting stuff. Right? I, I can't wait. Yeah. Because, I mean, just remember how many people were watching the championship games in AOS and in 40K. There was, right. like, huge crowds of people. Mm -hmm. um, it was exciting. And I can't wait to see where we go from here. Uh, but on the flip side of it, one of the things that I was really excited to see is that the uh, the 40K ITC hobby track was massively popular uh, this year. People got so excited about it. And uh, we're still waiting to get all the pictures back. But I wanted to show off the winner, uh, Lou Rollins, his display nice. board and army are, this picture does not do it justice. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely stunning. 
Right. Oh, this is when he was playing Adrian. And he, uh, I think Adrian lost. That display board is like <laughs> yeah. enormous. Right. And it's like a vignette. Like there's all these guys are in there doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was hotly contested. Like all like uh, Micah got second place. I called him Mika during the award ceremony. I'm sorry. All his friends have been teasing him. Uh, and then Derek Page all have really incredible stuff. Right. Uh, but it was awesome. And once we get all the other pictures, guys, we'll make sure to get your pictures of your army up there. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really exciting. Kill Team was huge. Yeah. We had a lot of attrition, which is funny because there was 64 people registered and like 40-something people played. I was like, that's Sunday on Vegas. I yeah. think some of the people just ran out of gas. But uh, yeah. um, the team that ran it, they did a great job. And they're really excited. They want to track the points in the ITC, which we're happy to do. Mm-hmm. Shade Spire was really big. We had... I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was like 60 registered. Right. And uh, I heard that it went extremely well. A lot of fun. Um, there's just a lot of cool stuff yeah. going on right now. It's hard. I mean, I'm still wiped out, so it's hard. I know. Like to, to, I'm sure we'll be talking about it more and more yeah. as we our heads clear. And we uh, and also, we should just give a little uh, a heads up for workflow right now. So if you guys are waiting on responses from emails or uh, phone call messages or anything like that, bear with us. Uh, we are working really hard to get caught up. Yeah, and a lot of us yeah. got sick too. Unfortunately, yeah. we got the crud. Yep. I was like under five blankets last night, just shivering and yeah. sweating. I got it. I always get it though. It's I like never clockwork. Do. It's the day after, so I got it Monday when I got back to San Diego. It yeah. Started like it, when I was driving back, it was my throat started to swell up, and I was like, "Well, yeah, it's inevitable. You're up until you know all hours of the night. You're eating bad food. You're shaking hands. You're talking to people. Yeah. You know, for a week. So, anyways, it's I never get it, but this year I did, yeah. and I was like, oof. Uh, but we do have some upcoming ITC events this weekend. Uh-huh. Make sure you go check them out and get your points. Uh, we do have one major, the uh, Renegade, the Renegades 40K Open Echoes of War. Mm-hmm. And that's in uh, Wales in the UK. And we have quite a few Age of Sigmar events coming up throughout the rest of the month of February. What, the Guardian Cup's still going on? Yeah, oh, of course. That was an awesome one. If you're in Portland, Oregon, it's a fun event. check that one out. It's, at a, it's a really cool game store too. So make sure to get out there, get your points. The season has begun. Wow. Is this the first? So these are the first events well, for the, 2019? The, yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, if you played in the Sunday RTTs um, at, uh, or Friday RTT at uh, um, the LVO, you already got your first RTT score. Nice. Yeah. That's a fun event. It's a eight player single elimination, $20 buy-in, winner gets $100 store credit. Boom. It's very Vegas. Yeah, I like so, it. So they're really, it's, they, we had you know almost 200 people participating. Right. Uh, and then you get your points for the season right after. Oh, the we games. didn't talk about the doubles tournament. Oh yeah, you, we, we should. should. We should say thank you to the Long War guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was 230 people registered for the Long War's doubles. Uh, really exciting event. Very cool. Yeah. Um, that was our first time doing that. Yeah, and then uh, from what I understand, there was there's uh, there was like some slight confusion among some of the players, like the way the format worked. But we'll fix that going yeah. forward. Uh, overall, I saw smiling right. faces. You're one. People. Yeah. It was the biggest event they've ever run. Right. Next. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're super juiced about it. They're already planning next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at your final standings oh. for the ITC. Oof. So 40K ITC. You know what? We'll Blue do top, top 10. We'll do top 10. Give everyone their due. Uh, and again, this was a bumper year for us. Unprecedented. We got 10,000 unique participants. Wow. That's massive growth. Very exciting. We felt it though too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hence, so yeah. Patreon will be going up there soon. There will be a Patreon coming up with ITC because yeah. we do need a little bit of Need a little help here. Uh, and then some of the other fun stuff we're talking about doing, just to give you a preview, um, we're going to work on the missions. I was hoping to get it done before the LVO, but that was probably unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, and then we do want to open up regions where people can be like regional representatives, um, kind of establish like a chain of command so that people can be like a regional rep who are very active, have a good reputation, uh, to be like, and kind of field questions and help people out in their area. Um, uh, in exchange, we'll help them even more with their event yeah. uh, so that we can c- kind of lighten the workload because it's gotten pretty cumbersome for us. But uh, 40K ITC top 10, starting with number 10, Josh Death, who made the top eight. Mm-hmm. He made it with a really interesting chaos list, but he ran into a brick wall when he hit Alex Harrison. Alex gave him the business. Um, his li- Josh's list just didn't have the tools, but he always plays creative lists. Well done to him. Trent Northington uh, from the Warhawks is in ninth. Trent had a really good time at the uh, at the LVO. He had a good showing. Um, did quite well. Andrew Gagno in eighth place. Playing a really interesting list. Ten um, Deathwing Knight Terminators in there. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. 
Uh, Nick Rose is in seventh with an index army playing Gene Sizzler Colt. Also did quite well at uh, LVR. I can't remember who knocked him out. I think it, I think it was, no, I think it was, uh, God, who was it? I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember they played their game on stream. Um, who was he playing? I can't remember. Anyway. Some guy. Uh, Mike Snyder coming in sixth. Uh, Mike had a hell of a run. Uh, almost made went the distance. He and Brandon are teammates. Mm -hmm. And they played in the semifinals and Brandon defeated him. Yeah. Uh, although everyone was saying, again, it's a first-turn game. It's a first-turn game. And then Mike sneezed, sneezed, seized on Brandon. And Brandon still managed to win mm -hmm. because he's that good. Uh, Sean Naden, Captain America in fifth place. Sean also had a great run. Really interesting army. Go check that out. It's something that you've not seen before. He lost to Brandon in the quarterfinals. Um, Mike Porter of the UK sitting in fourth. Mike was in the hunt to win it all. And he lost one game. I think it was game five. And that, that bumped him out. But he still ended up fourth in the ITC, which is incredible. Representing the UK, I'm sure that uh, he's going to get quite a few accolades back home. Mm -hmm. Nick Nonavati, who was the favorite to win it all. Uh, ended up in third place, and that's because he lost to Alex Harrison in round five or six. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nick was very complimentary of Alex's list. He's like, I don't know how I beat that. That was a tough one. Um, but uh, that ended Nick's run at glory, although he still did incredibly well. Got third place. Alex Harrison in second, uh, jumping up significantly in the rankings due to the amount of points he got at the LVO. And then finally, uh, Brandon Grant, the hero of the day, Mm -hmm. Big winner, chicken dinner. Uh, he's been in the top 10 for most of the season, but uh, that LVO victory sealed it for him. So yep. congratulations. Uh, your 40K ITC hobby track top 10. We've got Colin Sherman in 10th place, one of the co-hosts of Best in Faction. Uh, really good dude. We had Rich Kilton in 9th, who is a great guy. Yep. Orc fanatic. Uh, and uh, uh, unfortunately, he had a, a bad game at the LVO early on. Mm -hmm. That ended his run. But uh, he's an extremely good player, too. Uh, Tyler DeVry is in eighth, another very competitive player. Well done. Daniel Olivas in seventh. Um, again, very competitive player, but also a good painter. Uh, Scott Rumpel in sixth. James Keeling in fifth. Uh, Matthew Bodnarchuk, who had been leading it the entire way, mm -hmm. got bumped down into fourth uh, at the big event, uh, but still an incredibly good showing. Derek Page with his gorgeous Admech army in third. Micah Merkley. From um, I believe he's from Utah, and I, again, I apologize. I butchered your name at the event. It happens mm -hmm. sometimes, but uh, he finished in second. And then Lou Rollins, who was extremely excited, he, he took it all. Yep. Congratulations. Congratulations. And uh, worth mentioning, Sean Naden also won Renaissance Man for the second year in a row. Mm. I f we forgot to give uh, him his award last no. year. Okay. So I think we should. he deserves a Is little a special. Yeah. Um, but considering how good of a player he is, the fact that his army also got a perfect pain score yeah. really goes a long way to show you that uh, competitive players are total hobbyists. Um, Age of Sigmar ITC hobby track, or I'm sorry, competitive track, mm -hmm. top 10. Uh, in 10th place, we have Josh Harvey. In 9th place, we have Anthony Lawrence. In 8th uh, place, we have Andrew Standiford, who almost won the LVO again. Mm -hmm. Lost to Bill Souza in the finals, which is very exciting. And he's won it two years prior. He's the only one with four out of five events. Yeah. You need, Andrew, if you would have gotten one more event, you might have won the ITC. Yep. Uh, hey, next year. Yeah. Uh, we got in seventh place, we have Matt Jones. In sixth place, we have the French overlord, Jeremy Vessier, mm -hmm. a 40K transplant. In fifth, we have Gregory Goad. 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 Yeah. Greg Goad. Must have had a really good LVO. Yeah. Because he bumped up onto the... He came out of I nowhere. I haven't seen him in the top 10, yeah. so... Uh, in fourth place, always the bridesmaid, uh, never the bride. Joe Cryer. Joe Cryer, which uh, Joe's tried. a friend of ours. He yeah. was leading the pack the entire season. Yep. But then at the event, he was like, dude, I lost one game. I think that's it. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, bummer. But again, fourth place is great. He did extremely well. Mm -hmm. Uh, third place, Alan P.J. Pants by Ramovich, who also had a really good showing, mm -hmm. won the SoCal Open AOS event. Second place, our, our main man, Matt, Matt Pashby. Matt Pashby. Also uh, one of our painters. Yeah. And uh, small around good dude. Mm -hmm. Well done, Matt. Uh, so close. Yeah. So close. But then, as we mentioned, big winner, chicken dinner. Uh, Captain America for the AOS team goes to Bill Souza. Yeah. Very well cool. done, dude. 
Hobby Track, top 10. We got Joseph Halifacker in 10th place. Uh, Austin Morgan in 9th. Frank DeLoach in 8th, who was uh, at the event having a good time. Mm -hmm. Josh Harvey in 7th. Chris Stifter in 6th. Ben Nelson in 5th. AJ Munford in 4th. Josh Lara in 3rd. Philip Verduzco in 2nd. And Sid Singh hangs on to 1st place. So the AOS Hobby Track... Uh, didn't explode in popularity like 40Ks did, but I have no doubt in my mind because of how much hobbying is such a big part of AOS that I think it's going to be fiercely contested uh, next year. And then lastly, we got our Shade Spire top 10. Uh, Sean Retner in 10th. Brett Davis in 9th. Michael Rundes in 8th. Matt Everhart in 7th. Brandon Ulick in 6th. Adam Brazel in 5th. Andrew Everhart in fourth. Third is Mike Course. Second, Josue Ibarra, who jumped back up there. Nice. And first place goes to Tony Field. Well done. Congratulations to everybody who competed. Yeah. Hoo-wee. I'm tired. That's a lot. I'm tired. Why don't we jump into chat, see if anybody has any last questions. Any final questions on this rainy, crazy day? I know it is dumping right now. Nate, Sean Naden knocked out Nick Rose. Okay, okay, that's what it was. I couldn't remember yeah. who it was, but um, when you get up there in those those later rounds, it's all big name players playing yeah. each other. Uh, Rich Kilton is my spirit animal. Says so yeah, Connor. Yeah, he's a good dude. I like Rich a lot. Uh, nice to catch you live. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you guys <laughs> taking time to come and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. What charity did the winner pick? Oh, yeah, and we have to mention the charity game. Huge thanks to Mark Merrill from Riot Games. Alex Finnell, they played a uh, charity exhibition match on Thursday. <clears throat> Big thanks to Twitch, who was rotating it on the front page. We had nice. a lot of people watching. It was cool, too, because you know Riot Games is obviously gargantuan. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mark, Mark was tweeting out about it. And so we had all these like League of Legends players coming in. Mm -hmm. And it was like, what is this? This is really cool. Yeah. And it's like, this is analog. Check it out, baby. Yeah. Check it out. So it's like you never know where, you know where that could go, but um, uh, that was really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and Alex, uh, Alex beat Mark, and um, beat him with Necrons, which was pretty good. And I played Mark in a practice game with his his Eldar list is no joke. Mm -hmm. He almost tabled me, uh, but he learned a lot, and he, that was his first tournament. And the whole Riot crew. And Alex doesn't hold back. No, he no. doesn't. Yeah, I played Alex in a tournament twice, and uh, he's very good. Yes. Um, but the Riot guys had a blast. For most of them, it was their first 40K tournament. And they were just juiced. They're like, all my, like, my games are so much fun. Learned a lot. Mark ended up going four and two. Mm. And like their crew did really well. They all had winning records. I was yeah. like, I guess it doesn't, shouldn't be surprising. They're competitive gamers. But um, they had a blast. And that was neat. But uh, Alex wants, he's going to choose the, the charity. I would imagine he's probably going to choose um, the same one. Yeah. And, uh, but we'll keep you all updated on that as it develops. It was really neat. And that will be an annual thing going forward. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 new, new FEC seems a bit OP. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. But we should go before I sneeze right into this microphone. Yeah. Oh, uh, you guys are asking a bunch of questions about Gene Circle. Yeah. My brain's not even like, my, that's not where my brain's at right now, yeah. guys. I'm sorry. Uh, next week we'll dig more into it, but I just I haven't I don't have any headspace for that. I I, I can't really answer those questions right now just because my I'm too frazzled. Yeah. But um, we'll we'll come back and answer Gene Cynical questions next week. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Flesh Eater Courts says uh, Fedemoni. I just yeah I haven't had a chance. Like I looked at the pictures in the yeah. book so far. That's all I've done. Yeah, we'll come back to that one. Yeah, we'll circle, circle back around. We'll have Scott come on and we'll talk yeah. about the two new uh, yeah. battle towns. Uh, but yeah, Flesh Eater course, I've been hearing that they look very strong. Good. Uh, can you have, uh, can you have a Sean Naden Award called "Always the Bridesmaid, Never the Bride"? How about forty k, Jesus Cristo? Okay. Because that's what he kind of looks like these days. The hair is the mane is. He looks glorious. Is is has gotten yeah. quite long. Uh, how much should we nerf the castle? And says. Actually, yeah, the Castlin was everywhere. But everyone knows the Castlin's really good, so you should build your list to know that you're going to go against the Castlin. It, it's too good, right? Now that we have yeah. all this data, which... Uh, we, I mean, that, that we can go into a whole episode on 
just how you, what you should do. Just as one comment, because I know it's like this is yeah. a really topic conversation right now on the, yeah. on the internet. Um, the guys are working on analyzing and aggregating all the data that we got from the list uploader. And every event that uses this going forward, which I think should be all of them in my opinion, you're all contributing all this data into a big database. And then we can see trends, right? Like there was 80 Castellans at the LVO. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, right? And uh, there was two or three Castellan lists in the top eight. Uh, it's clearly, in my opinion, a little too strong, right? It's, uh, but instead of just having an opinion on it, we can look at this data and go, yeah, it's trending. Mm -hmm. Like this is something that we should definitely have a, another look taken at it. And it's gonna be an informed opinion as opposed to just an opinion, even if it's an expert opinion. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's a really positive thing that will come out of this, right? Is that we can take a look at that and go like, you know what, this is being a little too dominating. It needs a tweak. Yeah. Right? And now we have a feedback tool that lets us uh, take a look at doing things like that mm -hmm. in a very measured way, as opposed to, you know, giving it your best educated guess. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, the Castling, in my, in just me, strictly speaking, from my opinion, it does need to get toned down. I don't think it needs the nerf hammer slammed on it. I think it just needs some little tweaks. And, uh, and it'd be fine. You know, Ari's still, still overperforming. Um, well, it, it gets another, it gets a free phase. Yeah. So. And it, it's been Go nerfed figure. twice and it's still one of yeah. the best armies in the game. So the, the core mechanic is. Yeah. So just get rid of it. Just, I mean, it, just deal with it for now and I'm sure it'll be dealt with at some point. Yeah. But uh, it, this is all exciting stuff, right? This means that the game's only going to get better, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're going to continue to improve, which is, that's what we want to yep. see. So anyway, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. We're all pretty tired. Uh, again, uh, thank you. Sincere, uh, sincere thank you to everybody that came to the LVO. Um, all the feedback has been so positive. Everyone had such a good time. We're really, really appreciative of, uh, of the sacrifices everybody made to come to the event. And then it was so cool to see how much fun everybody had. And uh, we're, already thinking about, we're already thinking about next year. Yep. And the next event, which is the BAO, and we still have tickets left if you want to come to that one. Yep. All right, everybody. Thank you so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Yep. See you guys. See you guys. See you guys.